Hey, seventh period. So um, I forgot to record a Zoom session, so I'm going to record this. Um, I figured this would be easier and quicker than a, uh, a screencast. Um, and there's nothing really to see <laughs> on um, what we're doing. Uh, so we're talking about federalism. And really, the only thing I did in class uh, today was define federalism and go over a few examples. So that's what I'm going to do here. And then uh, I'm going to point you in the right direction to a... <coughs> Uh, a handout that uh, you can go and look and if you want to to see the p different powers of the federal government all right so first off federalism that is the sharing of powers between different sets of governments all right and for us here in the united states <coughs> excuse me i've been talking all day in my throats uh, oh, i haven't drank anything uh, anyways so we have the federal government national government up there in dc that tells us what to do, or I say tells us what to do, but it can, it can make rules and laws that we have to follow. And then you've got the state government here in Georgia that can make rules that we have to listen to and follow. And that's what we'll concentrate on in the class. But we can go further on down also if we wanted to. If we wanted to, we can say, hey, well, local governments, Gwinnett, tells us, makes rules and regulations that we have to follow. And then we can get into the cities. So whether you live in Swanee, Lawrenceville, Duluth, Tequila, wherever you may live, there's some probably some local city ordinances you might not be aware of, but if you break them, you can get in trouble. Okay. And then when we come back to school, you'll have the, the local school stuff you got to follow. All right. And, you know, even the schools get directives from the ISC and things like that. So you've got all these different entities, these governments that can make rules and laws that tell us what to do. And that's federalism. Now, federalism was born out of two things that we had went through. So we had been colonies under the British in a unitary system. A unitary system is where you have a central power. So for the British, it was the king, parliament, those groups that would tell the colonies what to do. You pay these taxes, uh, enforce these rules and regulations, so on and so forth. We didn't like that. That's why we broke away. We didn't like the unitary system. And then uh, we flipped it on its head. And we went with the Articles of Confederation, so a confederate government, confederation government, where the states told the central government what to do. And the central government had no power and could not tell the states what to do. So the complete exact opposite of the unitary system, where the king and the parliament told the, the colonies what to do, uh, and the colonies had no power in that system. Now you have the confederate system where the states have all the power and the central government can't do anything and so we realize that doesn't work and we what do we do well we kind of combine the two and we we want to give power to both of them and that's where federalism comes from all righty uh now i said two examples <clears throat> and uh then i'll uh go over the what, what the assignment is all righty so schools here is a good example so we are run by the local level all right, Gwinnett County Schools does its own thing for the most part. There's a few standards out there uh, at the state and federal level that we follow. But uh, for the most part, we do our thing. Okay. Uh, but there are there are federal regulations. There are state regulations. I should say regulations, but standards that we have to follow. And there's federal mandates that we have to follow and things like that. Uh, but so you have the, the power out there in D.C. There's a Department of Education. There's a Georgia Department of Education. 
that can send out directives to us and we're supposed to work with them. Okay. And that's, that's the key thing there. Schools, local schools are supposed to work with the state and federal levels to educate people the best. All right. Uh, now, how does the state and federal government get local schools to do what they want them to? Because, you know, at the end of the day, if you're just leaving it to the states, I mean, uh, to the local governments, the local school systems, why don't they just do what they want to? Well, because of money. All right. And this goes for not only schools, but also just the government in, in general. This is how the federal government makes states do what they want them to. Oh, withhold your money if you don't do what you what you're told. So uh, local schools, so Gwinnett gets some money from the state level, who in turn gets money from the federal level. So it's a trickle down effect. It comes from the federal, then it goes to the state, and then it goes down to the local uh, schools. Now Gwinnett, we do a pretty good job. We get money from you know our, our property taxes and some other places. So we're pretty we're pretty okay. Uh, you know, if if push came to shove, we could probably probably say, hey, we're not gonna, we don't need to take your money. And we don't need to do your standards and things like that if we wanted to. So we have we probably have that option. All right. Uh, the other good example is actually the amendment process. So if you remember back to our lesson on the amendments, um, the amendments are created at the federal level. So at the national level, at Congress or the National Convention. All right. So Congress will propose the, an amendment. Hey, I think Friday should be a national holiday every single week. So no work on Fridays. Let's make that an amendment. It'll become a part of the Constitution. And everybody ought to live by it. All right. Congress or the National Convention was to approve that. Then it goes to the states for approval. So you have that combination that we've been talking about with federalism, where you have the national government and the state government you know, kind of doing their thing. But they're also supposed to work together and they work together on these amendments. So. Congress or the national government creates it and says, states, do you like it? If you do, sign it and we'll make it happen. So they're working together with those things. All right. Okay. So that's really the only thing I went over in class. Now, there is a handout that you can download. And my suggestion is to download it. It's only classes on the front page. You're going to find it with this stuff. And it's just asking you, some of the things that the federal government can do by themselves, some of the things the state government can do by themselves, and some of the things they both can do. So what my recommendation is, download it, take five minutes, go through the list, <clears throat> just put what you think, and then start this back up because I'm going to go over the answers in just a second. All right. While you're pausing this, I will give you some news and notes. We do have a quiz that's going to open up tomorrow. Actually, it opens up today, Thursday, the 27th, 2.30. It is on AP Classroom, so you have to go in there and take it. I'm going to do a review. I'm going to do a live session tomorrow at 10.30 in the morning. All right. Uh, or if you prefer, you can just listen in on the review that I will post later on because I will record it and do a podcast for it. All right. So a couple options there to review for the quiz. But it'll open up today, and it's open through the weekend. So you can take it through Sunday. Okay. All right. Let me go over the answers to that document. Uh, so you had a long list there. So first up, declare and engage war. That is the federal government only. So only the national government can declare and engage war. So Georgia's not going to roll down to the Caribbean and try and take over the Bahamas. They can't do that. Conduct elections. That is state only. 
Okay, so the state is the only one that can conduct elections. Now, the federal government can oversee elections if they think there's problems or issues, but at the end of the day, the states are the ones that are going to collect, conduct those elections. And even at the state level, there's also, you know, local county governments are going to conduct their elections with directives from the, the state. Print and coin money, that is a federal only thing. So the only people that can print and coin money is the federal government. There is not going to be a Georgia dollar, Florida dollar, things like that. Uh, Govern marriage laws, that is the state. All right. So the state is the one that decides uh, marriage laws. Now, the federal government can step in occasionally like they did with the same-sex marriage case. So let's talk about that. So the problem with that was that different states had different laws. Some states uh, recognized and allowed for same-sex marriages. Other states did not. So if you're from Georgia, same-sex couple, and you went out to California or Hawaii or somewhere and you got married, hey, we're married. Yay. But then you come back to Georgia and your marriage is not recognized. So there's the problem. Okay. Uh, so because each state has some different rules and, and laws. Now, I'll be honest with you, I've been married twice. I got married for the first time down in Florida. And to get our marriage license, we didn't have to do much. We just kind of got the marriage license and got married. Uh, I got married a second time here in Georgia and it was, um, we had to go through, I think, marriage counseling and some other things. Now that was 14 years ago, so it may have changed since then, but yeah, at the time, that's what we had to do. All right, maintain an Army, Navy, and Air Force. Well, uh, that is federal only. There is no Georgia Army. There is no Georgia Navy. There is no Georgia Air Force, all right? In the bases we have here in Georgia, Benning, Dobbins, and some other places, those are all federally run. All right, regulate interstate and foreign commerce. So to tell the difference here, you got interstate versus intrastate. So interstate, that is, you think of the interstates we have. So you got 75, 85, 20, places like that. They connect states. So if trade and commerce goes from one state to the next, that becomes a federal issue if they need to step in. All right. And then foreign commerce, you know, obviously trade with other countries, that's going to be a federal thing. Georgia cannot work out deals with other countries. So if interstate trade, inter interstate trade is federal, intra is going to be the state only. Okay, so only Georgia can regulate trade and other commerce dealings in the state. So if stuff's going from Atlanta to Savannah, that's a Georgia thing. Businesses here in Georgia, that's a Georgia thing. It's not going to be a federal thing. All right, punish lawbreakers. That is both. Both uh, the federal and state governments have you know, prisons that you can go to uh, if you break laws. Uh, you know, we'll get into a discussion about who, you know, what kind of laws you're breaking later on next week. Levy and collect taxes. Both of them can levy and collect taxes. Here in Georgia, you pay both a federal income tax and a state income tax. So you got both those uh, going on. Sorry. <clears throat> Protect the rights of citizens. Both are supposed to do that. Set traffic standards. Uh, that is going to be both. Now, the national government pretty much, the federal government pretty much lets the states do their own thing here when it comes to to traffic laws and standards, but uh, you know they could set some stuff if they wanted to. Admit new states, that's a pretty easy one. Only the federal government can do that. Uh, provide for public safety, they're all supposed to do that. Uh, borrow money, both can do that. You know, we, hear, we see the, or I don't know if you see it, but uh, the national government has a huge debt, trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars. Georgia can borrow money also if they want to. So there is that ability for both of them. Establish and maintain schools. Uh, only the states do that. Only the states. Um, negotiate treaties with the foreign countries. Kind of answered this already. Uh, that's going to be the, the federal government only. Okay. The rest of the people cannot do that. Uh, protect public health. 
that's both. And we see this kind of going on right now with our COVID situation. Uh, you know, the federal government could have done a blanket mandate, a blanket policy for the whole country. But the problem with doing a blanket policy for the whole country from the federal government is that not every state has the same problems. So some states were having more issues than others. And you think back to New York. New York was a hotbed for a while of COVID outbreaks. And so they, they needed a different policy than a place like Georgia or, you know, uh, I think trying to think of a place you never heard, uh, North Dakota or someplace like that. Uh, determine the qualifications of voters. That is a state only thing. So only the state determines the qualifications of voters. Um, they, and it varies from state to state. Some are very stringent on IDs, some are not. Some let felons vote, others don't. It, just, it varies from state to state. Now, the federal government did create a few qualifications. You know, the 15th Amendment allows all African American males to vote, 19th Amendment, all women. Uh, the 26th, I think it was, is the. Um, the 18 year olds. So there are a couple things like that, but for the most part, states are left to their own devices to determine the qualifications. Set up post office is federal government only. It is not a Georgia postal service. It is the U.S. postal service. Set rules for immigration. That is the federal government only. And then maintain the state militia or the National Guard. That is the state only. Okay. But remember, the National Guard can be federalized. So if they need to, they can take a move. All right, guys. So there's that. So don't forget, you got your quiz opening up. Uh, and, and once we get into our face-to-face -face normal schedule things, uh, we will meet once a week. And the rest will be just you working on your own since this is a hybrid class. So just keep that in mind. Uh, I know these first couple weeks have been kind of weird because I have two classes going on and I cannot meet with both of you at the same time during seventh period. So um, I apologize if that's been a little bit weird for you or frustrating. Uh, hopefully you've been able to make it to one of the live sessions um, either Monday, I mean, uh, Tuesday, Thursday, so one of the earlier classes or, um, you know, no one's come to a Monday, Wednesday class. Uh, at least I've not seen anybody log in yet. So I'm assuming no one's been there. Um, but remember, we can always do that, too, uh, if you need to meet with me one on one. All right. So anyways, review tomorrow at 1030 if you can make it or want to make it. If not, there will be a recording for the quiz review uh, and uh, hope all is well. And I will see you all uh, later. All right, guys. Bye bye.